Hey everyone and welcome to Bagelbytes. My name is Robin Nagel. This is just a podcast series where I get to talk about the random things that I want to talk about. Um, today I'm going to be talking a little bit about um, how I read slash study the Bible um, and give a couple tips and um, resources and tools uh, that will hopefully better help you. Um, so I'll get right into it. Uh, first I want to talk about translations. Um, I'm going to break them up into the three groups and then give a couple um, of the ones that I've used. Uh, so there are word-for-word, thought-for-thought, and paraphrase translations. A word-for-word translation is literally taking the Hebrew Old Testament and the Greek New Testament and translating them into English uh, with the best word that most best translates into English, essentially. Um, Sometimes those sentences uh, seem a bit off, uh, and some of them are uh, harder to follow. You just have to uh, read it more, I suppose. Um, But uh, they're not... uh, I enjoy word-for-word translations um, simply because I want to get to the closest um, meaning behind the text. Um, But then there are thought-for-thought translations. These are the ones that um, take the complete thoughts and translate them into English, so they uh, reword it in a way that's more readable, and um, they're good translations as well. And there's paraphrase, which is essentially just taking an English Bible and paraphrasing it and making it sound nicer, I guess is the best way to say it. So the, I'll go for thought-for-thought thought, uh, translation first. So the thought-for-thought thought translation that I use is the NIV. Um, most of that is just because I've always used it. Um, there are a couple people that say that's not the best translation or whatever, but I don't think any thought-for-thought thought translation is overly amazing. And um, you can Google these, and there's charts and stuff like that online. Uh, that'll give you all the thought-for-thought thought and all the word-for-word translations. Um but NIV is just most comfortable for me because I grew up with it, and uh, it's the Bible that I got uh, for my confirmation. Um, so I've used it a lot. I use it through school, um, and it just uh, it's it's the most comfortable, I suppose, or at least used to be. Um, I've grown more accustomed to a couple other translations nowadays, um, but it's a it's a it's an easier read, I suppose, is the best way to say it. Um, a fantastic word-for-word translation, and this isn't just coming from me. Uh, this is coming from people that ha- uh, know Hebrew and Greek, and they usually say that when they translate it into English themselves, that the uh, NKJV matches up most with what they would translate it as. Um, so uh, that's the one I've used. That's the one I generally use most often. Um, simply because it's a good word-for-word translation, and it gets you closest to uh, what the text uh, is actually saying. Then there is the paraphrase translation, and uh, that's like the message, um, which essentially takes English and uh, paraphrases it. Obviously, that's how how you get to that. Um, I personally wouldn't recommend studying from that, um, but if you're just reading, it's perfectly fine. It's it's very easy to read. and that's uh, fine. I don't use it generally too often um, because I generally study more than I do uh, just reading. But uh, the best translation that uh, you'll want to get is the one that you will read. That's kind of the point. Um, you can take my advice for uh, word for word or thought for thought or whatever. Um, but if you're going to read it, that's the one that you should get. <laughs> like uh, you should be reading your Bible, and that's the biggest. Uh, uh, I guess a jab that I'll throw in this. A uh, shout out, I suppose, or an honorable mention um, translation that I've used a lot more recently is the uh, Jewish Study Bible, uh, or the Complete Jewish Study Bible. You can find this on Amazon. Um, 
it's a, a good translation. Um, it transliterates uh, Hebrew names and cities um, from the uh, Hebrew pronunciations like Moses is Moshi, uh, Joshua is Jehoshua, uh, and so on. And uh, cities are obviously transliterated, so um, it'll trip you up the first time you read through them, uh, which will slow you down, maybe. Um, it won't force you to skim as much. Uh, at least that's the case for myself. Um, I've grown familiar with certain stories, um, so I needed to have something that would trip me up, essentially. Um, so I got this study Bible, and uh, it worked very well. Also, the like study portions, the little like uh, blocks of like paragraphs and different lessons are great, uh, in my opinion. They talk about the festivals in a very understandable way. Um, it's it's a uh, Messianic Jews translated this um, certain uh, translation. And so they bring like all of the Jewishness, I guess, into the New Testament, and it just works out very well. Um, they're very easy to follow studies and so on and so forth through it. Um, but yeah, so that's translations. Uh, but again, obviously the one that you will read is the one that you want to have. Um, it doesn't matter if it's word for word, thought for thought, or whatever. Um, you should just be reading your Bible. So the next step is uh, reading plans. Where do you start? Um, uh, what order? You know, um, there's a couple different ones. Uh, so if you were following me in 2020, I did a uh, complete cover-to-cover -cover, uh, reading plan on a blog. Uh, you can check it out at barrickbible365.com. That's uh, B-E-A-R-I-C, Bible365.com. And um, I did a uh, reading plan uh, that went through the whole year. It was a leap year, so it actually was 366. Um, but I broke up uh, each uh, couple chapters uh, and then did a slightly devotional slash teaching throughout it. Um, and that reading plan, I did um, Old Testament Tanakh order. The Tanakh is uh, what Jews call their text, um, which we would call the Old Testament. The Ta is the Torah, uh, which is the first five books. The Ach is the um, Ketzavim, which is um, wisdom literature. And then the uh, and the <laughs> is the Nevi'im, uh, which is the historical books. Um, and they're in a certain order, and it's different than our Old Testament. Um, and, uh, yeah, I took through um, and did the Bible that way, um, simply because I like the order of the talk a little better. Um, it doesn't have um, Kings and Chronicles right after one another. Chronicles is actually the last book of the Tanakh. Um, and then there were a couple other ones that uh, did that. And so that's a good order, and you can look that up and see the actual full order. And, um, yeah, uh, um, obviously the New Testament, if you just read straight through, that's a uh, decent order. Um, for me, I like to break up the Gospels. Uh, so for that Bible plan, I did the uh, first Gospel, um, then I did the Torah, and then I did another gospel, and then I did the Ketzavim, and then I did another gospel, and then I did the Nevi'im, and then I did the last gospel, and the rest of the New Testament. Um, 
because I didn't want to read uh, the gospel back to back to back to back uh, in, in a teaching fashion. I had the baseline gospel and then taught through the Torah and then I taught through the next gospel, essentially with the lessons that we learned from the Torah and then and so on and so forth. It's stacked, essentially. It was a, uh, a compounded uh, type of lesson plan, I suppose. So, um, realistically, uh, any order that you choose is technically okay. I know people that have read uh, chronological orders, um, which is uh, good. Uh, generally, I have like a sheet that gives me the chronology of each book. Uh, it shows like uh, what prophets were alive during which kings, so you can like check back and um, look of uh, the years that this is happening, um, and that helps. And so, realistically, uh, I mean, personally, I legitimately, like, start in Genesis 1 and end in Revelation 22. Like, um, that's just how I do it. But whatever order that you actually, like, want to do, um, you're obviously welcome to do it in that way. Again, in the same way for translations, like, whatever order you want to read it, as long as you're reading it, that's perfectly okay. Uh, there's no, like, I don't know, uh, correct way. A lot of people will say to read Gospels uh, first just because it's the it's the Gospel. It's the most important thing um, to a Christian. That's kind of, like, the whole point of our existence. And um, that's obviously okay. For me, I just like reading it cover to cover um, because, one, I like the Old Testament a lot. Um, I think there's a lot more in there. Um than most people will teach or talk about. Um, and so that's where I kind of get stuck the most, most of the time when I'm uh, studying and I go down rabbit trails and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, any order that you want to choose, any lesson plans, there's plenty out there on, you know, Bible apps and stuff like that uh, is going to be a good order. I've talked about like time frames before. For me, I do what I've now called Bible binges, and that's essentially just reading it in uh, usually under 40 days, um, cover to cover. Um, it's literally just all I read and all I do for those days. I cut out um, TV. I uh, have given this advice before. I read in the bathroom. Like uh, there, are thing, there are times that you know yourself. Like You literally go to the bathroom or sit on your couch, you open your phone, you scroll through Facebook, and you play games or whatever. Um, that's like, if you calculate all that up, I'm sure you could literally get somewhere between like four hours, most likely, of your time back uh, that you're kind of just throwing down the gutter. Um, so if you repurpose that for uh, reading the Bible, it takes about 72 and a half hours to read the Bible cover to cover at a normal reading speed. Um, that's math for you. Um, I think I've read it in like 70 because I'm a slightly faster reader um I forget I, I did actually calculate it one time though um yeah 72 hours is like you google that like how long does it take to read the bible that's roughly about it and um yeah it, it does not take long uh in all reality uh you've binged more shows that probably are about well over that um 
it's just the repurposing of time, repurposing of priorities. Um, that's the biggest issue with reading the Bible uh, that people have is like, I don't have enough free time or, uh, you know, all this other stuff. If you have, you know, long commutes, uh, audio is great. I actually did a full listen through one time uh, to kind of switch it up and be more uh, time efficient with a couple things that I was doing during that time period. And uh, that also helped. Uh, and you think that you won't be catching all of it, um, but trust me, you will. Like, the more you read it, the more uh, you study, the more you listen to it, um, just trust yourself that it's getting in, um, because it is. Uh, but if you won't even read it the first time through, like, obviously you'll never know anything that's in it, and you'll go through your whole life being told what's in it, and that's super dangerous. Uh, from a historical perspective, it's very dangerous. We've seen that, um, and from a modern-day uh, perspective, it's still very dangerous to do that. So I always advise um, to read your own Bible uh, and argue with whoever you want, I guess. Not argue, um, and not argue with people that don't read the Bible. Uh, that's bad wording, I suppose. Uh, but um, questioning, I suppose, is the better phrase that I was actually looking for. Um, questioning people that say what's in the Bible. Um, question them, tell them to find the source, tell them to find the verse, um, you know, where that basis is, um, and have that conversation be open to it, obviously, uh, and hopefully they'll be open and you'll be able to grow together. Um, that's kind of the whole purpose of discussing and talking about it. Um, and then lastly, I want to get into a couple tools that I use um, for studying. So uh, the first is commentaries. Uh, get yourself a couple or use the ones on your Bible apps. Um, they help. Uh, for me, um, I've always been taught when using commentaries to use a couple different ones. Um, find someone from a Western perspective. So, uh, you know, European, American um, that's Western philosophy. Uh, so find someone from that perspective uh, and read their commentary. And then alongside that, uh, find someone with an Eastern perspective. Uh, so uh, Eastern Europe, essentially. Um, Asia. Uh, Greece as uh, an Eastern perspective. Um, and compare them. Uh, because they're going to give two different vantage points uh, from a philosophical standpoint and theological standpoint. Um, so never just choose one and just go for it all the time uh, because so you're just going to start to agree with them and then you won't learn anything. You'll just be regurgitating things. Um, so definitely uh, get at least two different kinds. And then uh, I use an app uh, called Blue Letter Bible. And you can go on there and you can use what's called a concordance, which essentially brings up the original language and you can click on each individual word. Um, it's not technically each individual. Uh, it skips a couple, um, but it uses the, the highlight words, essentially. And uh, you get the Strong's uh, concordance number um, and it gives you the reference of elsewhere where this word is used and what it's been translated as and uh, a couple different things. Uh, I use that when I do uh, exegetical work, which is essentially uh, the Bible interpreting the Bible. That's the easiest way to say it. And uh, so I'll use like a passage and I'll be like, oh, what's this saying? Uh, you know, this word seems to be repeated a couple times. Um, 
does it happen elsewhere in the Bible? Is it translated exactly the same? If it's, if it's not, then what's the meaning behind it in other passages? And then you kind of uh, compare uh, those two portions of Scripture uh, to kind of get the study and basis for it, um, just to better understand the words and the language. Uh, obviously, the best way to go about studying the Bible is learning Hebrew and Greek. I suppose I should have started with that at the beginning. <laughs> um, instead of choosing a translation, just to learn Hebrew and Greek, obviously. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I guess that's technically the best way. Um, but obviously, uh, unless you're gifted in that way or have loads of time on your hand, I don't even know Hebrew and Greek. I, I got to ride the struggle bus with everybody else and read everybody else's commentaries and... Uh, um, viewpoints and stuff, um, and I don't think I ever will uh, learn Hebrew and Greek. Uh, maybe later down the line, I just don't have a, have a brain for memorizing languages like that. But maybe one day I'll try. Um, but yeah, so that's how I generally study the Bible. Those are a couple different uh, tips and pieces of advice. Uh, again, it comes down to choose a translation that you're going to read, um, set up a time frame that is... Uh, manageable. Obviously, better prioritize your time if you want to study the Bible. If you read better in the morning, read first thing in the morning. If you read better at night, read first thing at night. If you read better on lunch breaks, you know, uh, that's a built-in break, essentially, that you don't have to be uh, scrolling on your phone. You could be reading. Um, things like that. There are multiple breaks throughout the day that you know yourself, um, and you know that you have time to read. Trust me, you do. Um, so just uh, do it. It comes down to what your priorities are. And then uh, there are a couple different tools that you can use to better understand it, commentaries and concordances. Um, use which ones uh, best fit you if they're digital or um, physical. Uh, obviously, that's your choice. Digital is obviously cheaper, um, but physical books are always nice. Um, but yeah, so that's studying the Bible and uh, how you do so. I suppose. Uh, I'll probably give like more in-depth types of things on how to study the Bible at some point in time, but that's the opening to it. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. hope it helps. Uh, hope there's tools that you learned there. Um, hope you've been, you know, convicted to read and better manage your time, I guess. Um, yeah. So as always, thanks for uh, listening to this podcast, checking in, and uh, liking and all the good stuff and I'll catch you guys at the next one